Welcome to Amplifying Leadership, where we discuss all things leadership, like what it takes to be a great leader, challenges to overcome, and of course, tips to help leaders continually develop. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner coaching consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is a position. I aim to provide effective leadership coaching, consulting, and workshops to help develop you, retain those star employees, and help improve your bottom line. You can check it all out at amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Robin Eidelson, an executive and leadership coach with a focus on helping women in management roles within the tech industry lead more boldly. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited and pleased to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk about boldness and leading. So, <laughs> but before we get to that topic, why don't we learn a little bit more about you? What is your leadership story or how did you come to be a leadership coach? Mm, yeah, it's one that I, I think about a lot. Um, I actually reflect on this as something that has been there since I was a small child. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you could name it a quality that got built up as the elder of two siblings. You have to uh-huh. manage and watch over their younger siblings. And suddenly you're seeing yourself develop some skills for communication mm-hmm. and negotiation and getting people on board and motivation. Um, so that was there. Uh, it showed up throughout my early childhood and early adulthood in mm-hmm. different roles I took on, but definitely showed up when I started working out of undergrad. So in formal roles and informal roles, I noticed myself really leaning towards how do I lead teams and using those mm-hmm. skills that I just naturally use around curiosity and empathy and relationship building to get people on board and towards their goals. And it was across various industries. I worked in healthcare consulting. I worked in inventory management and supply chain for retail. I worked in product marketing and tech. I even did in-house work after my MBA at UCA Berkeley. I did in-house work in leadership development and it was still there. And I just found myself really drawn to leadership as a concept because I had seen great leaders and I had experienced not so great leaders and seeing the ripple effects of that and thought there's got to be something to this. There's got to be a way to make it easier for people to really lead and Mm -hmm. own leadership in their own natural, authentic way so that they can get things done, but also help others get things done. Mm -hmm. And I saw an opportunity. So leadership development out of MBA, where I had focused a lot of my MBA time in learning and development, leadership development, facilitation, Mm -hmm. uh, coaching, obviously. Yeah. And I was doing it in-house. And then in pandemic, had the opportunity to take this full time and really focus in on coaching and workshop building on my own business level. And that's Mm -hmm. where I am now, really focusing in on that niche that I am so excited to talk more about. Yes. Awesome. And I love that you started with, you know, a lot of older siblings. Now I'm a twin, so I don't have older or younger. My sister is one minute younger, so we don't really have that. But I do like that you brought up leadership and negotiation as an older sibling, because that that actually comes up a lot and can help build those skills really early. So that was awesome Mm -hmm. that you brought that up. Okay, let's talk about your topic about leading more boldly as women. So why do you feel we need to do that? I just think that there's a lot of lost potential when Mm -hmm. we don't lead boldly. 
And you and I could spend a whole day talking about this institutional problems and systematic problems mm-hmm. around women in the workplace and how women are set up for success or not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a breath and make sure I don't let that come through. But <laughs> I do think there is opportunity. And a lot of times boldness means a big thing for people mm-hmm. when I'm actually speaking about boldness at all levels. So okay. boldness is an opportunity to take advantage of something that could have huge impact and maybe just needs you wrangling a little bit of that risk calculation in order to see it. Mm-hmm. But once you take advantage could do huge things. I'm talking about clients who even being bold for them was speaking up more. Uh, maybe yeah. being bold was saying no or putting a boundary in place. Like I don't want to work past five or six mm-hmm. or seven. Um, boldness could be big things. Like I want to take on a whole division. I want to be the go-to person for this. I want to revolutionize how my org, my team does things. There's lots of boldness, but if you'll hear across all of them, I think you'll hear that there's always an opportunity for huge benefit. Mm -hmm. If just a little bit more boldness, they took advantage of that opportunity. So I think boldness is a big key to growth, to taking huge leaps and bounds on a personal or professional level. And Mm -hmm. I'll admit it's all from that place of I experienced my own lack of boldness and saw that retrospectively and thought, Ooh, if only, if only, and said, wait a minute, let's get ahead of that. Let's make sure people don't always look back thinking if only I had been a little more bold. I mean, how many clients say if only, right? If only I did this or if only I did that. And uh, I have this, this quote my daughter gave me one time and I don't remember who said it, but it has something to do with that your dreams don't have expiry dates. And so there is no what if, if possible, right? So I want to talk. Yeah, it's really good. And unfortunately, I don't remember who said it. So I want to talk about maybe some of the things that you see from your clients, um, you know, that things that they need to do or or are learning to do more boldly to help them with leadership. Can you help us understand that connection? Yeah. So, okay, there's so much here. I love it. Um, First, there's that element of understanding what boldness looks like for you. Right. As a coach, I'm always curious about that from your own perspective, because it's too easy to look at someone else's boldness and think that's the right thing for you. Exactly. And then once you've identified that, seeing what that looks like in terms of your goals, your vision for leadership, right? I have clients who lead teams and yet couldn't recognize that their boldness was actually letting go of doing the work so that they could be the strategic visionary right? They wanted to be CMO someday and they were still stuck being that individual contributor right out of college that they had been really good at. But boldness meant saying, I'm going to let go of what I know and start leaning into what I don't know in Mm -hmm. order to start being that leader who takes everyone else on a journey towards greatness, right? Um, And so I think once you've identified what boldness looks like to you, lined it up with your vision, your goals, your hopes and dreams, Mm -hmm. then you can start applying it towards leadership. And it doesn't always have to be those big things. It could be, I want to be an excellent communicator. Mm -hmm. Boldness looks like really honing my thoughts around how to be a great communicator and having 
every person walk away from a meeting knowing exactly what I said and exactly what I wanted. And no one's walking away more confused than they, they came in. So they know exactly what you meant to say and they heard it that way. Yes. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I like to that we're coaches. So we always look at people uniquely, but it's really important yes. to understand the unique goals, the unique visions mm-hmm. of those leaders. And because not everybody needs to improve communication, not everybody needs to improve delegation, right? We're all different. So love that you touch yeah. on the the uniqueness of everybody. And that's something that leaders always need to remember. Everybody's unique, yeah. right? Yeah. Awesome. Including themselves. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So if we take some of these things, you know, that help us lead bold, more boldly, and we look at women, for example, what are some mm-hmm. of the things that you could say could help women lead more boldly? What are, what are those common themes you see and those common tips that you're sharing for women trying to do this? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, this ranges, but some of the most common mm-hmm. things I see are not speaking up because of being afraid of being seen a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Again, we could get into the systemic all double day. standards, all that all <laughs> day. But at the end of the day, when I work with a client on that, what we end up realizing is that the reality could be that. And sometimes it isn't. And the boldness is in hoping and, and taking the opportunity to test that, knowing that the result could be there. So when I work with clients on that, I really focus in on what is reality versus the story, story. we're telling mm-hmm. ourselves. What are all the pieces to the ideal, right? If it's yeah. speaking up for yourself in these ways. And then what are the small practical ways you can build up to it if you can't just dive into the deep end right now? And so my tips and tricks are always about let's make it manageable because some are willing to just snap their fingers and say, I'm ready. Let's mm-hmm. go. And, and many of us aren't because our systems are there. There's fear. There's real things there. But how do you build a way that works for you to lead up to that goal? Another common thing I'll see is I can't push back. I can't say no. I can't set that boundary because again, I will be seen as difficult or I'll be seen as greedy or maybe it's right. being seen as, you know, I'm no longer fit for promotion. It is unfair because it's often that double standard again. But mm-hmm. when I work with clients, I ask them, okay, let's, let's talk into it. What are you honoring here? What's really your goal? And If you can't come at it from a place of this is serving me, which is Mm -hmm. very valid and very real, what still feels like it's going to help you get there? Is it, it's serving my family? Is it, it's serving my team, right? It's even serving my company overall, because just building that muscle, even if it's not quite yet where I want them to be, which is from a place of I'm here for me as a leader, uh, if it still helps build that muscle, I'm willing to start there and then we can build up to it. So my tip and trick there is find a value, a goal, um, an identity that still feels like it serves your end goal, but helps you bridge the gap if mm-hmm. you're simply not ready. And that's one way to make it a little bit easier to be the leader you need to be and still serve yourself and everyone else that you mm-hmm. serve. Um, but without making it feel really big and impossible. 
Yeah, and I like that you talked about the small steps. I, I work with a lot of clients who they just want to jump to that big end goal, but then it just is like this massive overwhelming thing for them and they just get stuck and they can't move forward. Yeah. And so it's about, okay, that's your goal. That's great. Let's start with those baby steps. And I like that you talk about they need to think about themselves because as leaders, we have to start with ourselves in most cases, right? I'm sure you're, you're nodding your head. They can't see you nodding your head. And I, she's nodding her head. <laughs> I have a huge smile on my face yeah. because one of my biggest personal beliefs is the term servant leadership doesn't actually serve us the way we hope. And I'm going to have a hot take here that we need to stop calling it servant leadership unless we are willing to serve ourselves as equally as we serve others. Because love it. if if we only serve others, well, I mean, think about airplanes, right? Put your oxygen mask on before you put on someone else's. Exactly. It, how are you a better leader when you're so depleted and so burnt out and so dejected and demoralized because you've given everything for everyone else and not yourself? So I always work with a leader on, no, no, no. Where are you in all this too? I don't mind serving everyone on your team and I don't mind you serving your company, but where are you in this? And if they aren't thinking about that, sometimes it's a huge shift. So the service piece, the focusing on ourselves has to be there because you'll find that no leader can be sustainable or effective if they are not thinking about themselves in the greater picture. And it can cause a lot of burnout burnout and stress and everything else because you're not taking care of you, which is a place we always should start. So awesome. Love it. And so one of the key things, obviously, about leadership is the communication side of things and even communicating when we maybe need our own self-care. But what, how, how do leaders effectively communicate by being bold? What does that look like or mean to you? Yeah, this means so many things, but I'm thinking of clients who communicate by maybe also holding, you know, holding to a vision, right? Even just not budging and not giving up on what they care about can be bold. And in doing so, maybe it actually results in that kind of clarity and consistency that their team needs. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the leader who's bold enough to say, this isn't working or no, I can't do that. Or no, that's, that's wrong. That kind of boldness doesn't always come off as boldness. But I, I actually work with so many women who thought I wasn't allowed to say that, Mm -hmm. or I didn't know that was an option. And suddenly the boldness is there saying, I'm going to put this out there and see what Mm -hmm. happens. And more often than not, it means that they actually had an outcome that was better for everyone or maybe it was more effective or it resulted in something they didn't even see and opened Mm -hmm. a door they couldn't even see. So when it comes to communication, I love to think of three C's um, to kind of framework it. I'm always about consistency, clarity, and then I call the last one calm, but I really needed a C to say, you coming from a place (laughs) of authenticity and a place that feels good to you. So consistency, Mm -hmm. meaning how can you just be you and more bold and more of what you want to put out there consistently, Mm -hmm. because you need to create the space and that takes boldness, right? You need to create a space and a brand, but also just, just a feeling for those you lead that they can get to know you. 
-hmm. There's clarity, which is how do you just make it more clear what you're trying to get across or how this will help them or how this will fill in the missing piece to the bigger picture clarity. And sometimes that means saying less. Um, it, do, it can. Get into. We could get into a podcast right? episode on that. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And we'll save that. But yep, clarity. Yep. And then that piece around calm is, and at the end of the day, who are you? How are you showing up? How is Robin showing up as a leader and showing up in a certain way going to be able to help reach that goal? And the boldness there is accepting and also believing that that is an option, a viable solution that would serve. I work with a lot of women who feel that they need to be more authoritative. I need to be more demanding. I need Mm -hmm. to be that fill in the blank. Usually it's cisgender white male and that works for some and it doesn't work for most because at the end of the day you need to be you yeah so authentic right your authentic self you need to be authentic and if you're able to be you you can show up from that place of calm centered grounded whatever the right term is and that does more than you trying to put so much energy into showing up as someone else you can't be bold you can't be consistent you can't be clear and you can't be confident really either if it's not 100% you, right? I mean, that's yeah. so important, especially if you're a woman in these male-dominated industries like tech and myself and trucking and transportation. I mean, mm-hmm. you still have to be you. Otherwise, it's it's like yeah. you said, you're just putting on a persona almost, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the three C's. I think they're great. And I think they are a great mm-hmm. piece to leading boldly with communication. I, I love it. So Thank you. What, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to say I um I've thought long and hard about it and I'm very mm-hmm. proud of it. So I wanted to put out there in a bold way for me that that is something I'm really proud of and I appreciate your acknowledgement. Oh, awesome. And there you go everybody. She's leading boldly right now. <laughs> so why don't you share us with, you know, what you feel is the biggest part about leading effectively with boldness, maybe specifically for women? I mean, because we know that that can be different from men. So is there like that one big part that helps us lead more effectively? Mm, or have you touched on this, it? This is tough because I can't say there's any one thing. And I'm mm. sure, as you said earlier with coaching, yeah. you find that it's so different in many ways for so many, even though there are trends. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to say that I don't think there's any one piece. and the boldness comes from you identifying what your piece is. That I love. Again, we go back to being mm-hmm. us all being unique, right? I love that. Mm-hmm. It goes back to who you are. I, that's an awesome, yes. awesome one. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you were to leave our audience today with something mm-hmm. powerful and a key takeaway for them that could help them to either start leading boldly if they aren't already, or if they are something that they can take, still take as a key takeaway today, what would you say that is? Gosh, um, I had to pick one thing. It's recognizing that boldness doesn't always have to be big. And it can be little ways for you to just show up more you as a leader for your goals, for your own happiness and Mm -hmm. fulfillment, but also so that you can do that for others, you can lead others. Yeah. So think about your boldness and leadership and ask, 
are there small ways I could be bold right now? And I think you would find that there's at least one or two or three that come to mind when you ask that question. And I love that answer because it does take those small steps in order to make the big one come and happen, as we mentioned earlier, right? So figuring out what those tiny steps are might feel small, but could be so huge and impactful to the organization and yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you for an amazing conversation on on Leading Boldly today. If our audience did want to learn a little bit more about who you are, maybe they wanted to reach out to you, how can they find you online? Yes, well, um, my new favorite way is find me on LinkedIn. I spend quite a bit of time on there. And I love when someone messages me and wants to start up a conversation about leadership, about leading boldly, about coaching, you name it. So that's my favorite right now. But if you need something else, you can find me on my website, robinidelsoncoaching.com. And you can email me, robinidelsoncoaching at gmail.com. And I'm going to spell your name for everybody. It's R-O-B-Y-N. Last name is E-I-D-E-L-S-O-N. Correct? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, thank you for joining us today. I, I know we have some good takeaways today. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. This has been such a joy. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners. We do hope that you did gain that key takeaway today during our episode with Robin. If you are in need of leadership coaching, consulting, workshops, or perhaps you want to learn more about our leadership community, please visit us at amplifyleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader for leaders to be.